think it's a disgrace that money. I, I, I just think it's a joke, really. Like, how, how can you have them players and not even get them? Not even a uh, league cut. Like, that's, think about it, that's 70 odd million pounds to give the ball away. Like, they do that in League Two. Guys, it's totally irrelevant. If it's a misunderstanding or not, you're being told to leave the pitch, get off the pitch. In, in terms of this season, I can't see them. Um, I can't see them doing well. I just feel like no, no. I don't. I personally don't back manager. I don't. I don't back. I don't back any of their centre halves. There's a mentality there where if you're going to hire your manager, which you sacked, to and then hire him back to get, get you moving forward, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Where has he gone? What's happened? It's because uh, I have my own theory. My own theory. Samuel, Jacqueline, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. You didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it. Because I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser. Audio listeners who did the last bit of Bamyang handshake. And I always, I always forget it. Okay, this podcast we're going to be talking about. This is going to be called the Football Corner, and this is where we talk about our passion as football fans. We're going to try our best to be as non-Arsenal fans. It's just, it's just a football chat. Yes, essentially, yeah. Right, and uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up was All or Nothing. All or Nothing, yeah. All or Nothing, the Tottenham Hotspur documentary on Amazon Prime. We've both watched, watched all, nine watched episodes, all of it. isn't it? Nine episodes. Nine yeah. episodes. Yeah, so taking my Arsenal hat off, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting to see Premier League team behind the scenes, 100%. how they train. Uh, you know what is actually most interesting is the half times. I've always, always yeah. been interested to know what happens at half time. What's said between not just the manager, like what he says, but like what what do the players say? Because you know, uh, effectively, my opinion on Spurs, just taking myself away from the documentary, mm-hmm. Spurs for the last five years have had a world class team. Been, they've been on the up. Yeah, well, essentially, they are a top four team in the Premier League, right? Yeah. Premier League is the most competitive league in the world, in my opinion. I feel like there's so many great teams in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I will say, and I, and I know people come at me for this, um, I think it's a disgrace that money thing. I, I, I just think it's a joke, really. Like how, how can you have them players and not even get I a, think not even a league cup? Nothing. Well, honestly, I don't know. No, but 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. I will let you talk. Go on. I will let you talk. I'm not taking anything away from getting into the Champions League final. That is an accomplishment. Yeah. It is an accomplishment, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But I'm just talking about trophies. How come they can't even get the League Cup, it's, FA Cup? Do you know what it is? I honestly think that, as we said, like they've, in terms of the team they've built over the past five years, however long it is. I think because they have at one point, or you know, in however many seasons, had a, a title push. Or, you know, they've been involved in the, the title race. I actually think they've been a bit excited. Like, they've been like, we've got a chance to, to win the big one. Let's forget everything else. And I think that Tottenham's last trophy was the League Cup. And I think if they won a League Cup, players like Harry Kane, there wouldn't be speculation of him leaving because... Mm. He would have eventually won that trophy that has eluded Tottenham for a while, mm. and it, then they might get that winning feeling. It might be like we've won the League Cup. Maybe next is the FA Cup. Maybe we can put a challenge in for the league. 
who knows? But mm-hmm. I, I think with that documentary, something that and I really enjoyed it. I think again, like it is as you said, very interesting to find out what is actually said. Um, something I would have liked to see a little bit more was the difference between uh, a Pochettino half-time team, team talk yeah. and a Mourinho. I, I was a bit disappointed in that aspect because I always had the impression we'd get some of Pochettino yeah. and then the majority of it would have been Mourinho. So it's a shame that we didn't get uh, Pochettino's sort of um, behind-the-scenes look. It was, it was almost like uh, in memory of Pochettino at the beginning yeah. and then like, for, like half an episode and it was like, here's Jose. Yeah. I mean, the only criticism I had I felt like there was a lot of like Game, games they showed were the ones that they won. Yeah, I, and I, I, I found that a bit frustrating because effectively the best bits were when they lost. And I'm, I'm not saying that no, no, again. I'm the just reactions. Saying it's the reactions from the players and the arguments and the, uh, the passion. You really see see that come out at half time if they're one nil down or whatever two nil down. You know, Mourinho saying like, "What have you got?" Like, mm. um, I don't, I don't particularly like Mourinho either. Um, I'm really, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. I just, I feel like he talks so much, and it's also so much cheesy things, and it's like I've really struggled well, to take that seriously. I, I obviously think his language, and obviously I'm not going to repeat the language because for those of you who potentially haven't oh, yeah, seen the documentary, yeah, yeah. is it's very aggressive, and there's a lot of rude, rude words that are that are mentioned. He has got a point. He's talking about being, being an aggressive, aggressive player. He's talking about that's, not being. That's nice. all he needed to say. He didn't need to say the word that he said. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, but I actually, I actually feel like he's the sort of person that says a word and there's no, it's not effective. He, he's trying to come across as the rudest word possible. Yeah. But it doesn't work for him. I and and, um, you know, Spurs didn't have. I mean, I know they're similar to us. They're now going through a transitional stage mm-hmm. with the new manager, um, and. I don't know. I I, I I don't know. I mean, at, at the moment, um, they've made some signings. Um, they may pay off, and they may not. And it's very similar to us. We've signed some very young centre-halves. Mm-hmm. We've signed some uh, players, uh, and we've just got to see how it goes. I mean, um, in this current market, for example, coming to Arsenal now, mm-hmm. in this current market, how much is Pepe worth? If we had to sell Pepe tomorrow... I, how much is he I, worth? My, I mean, my opinion would probably be different to yours. I, I think if you're looking at how much we paid for him, the current global situation, I think we'd probably get half the value because it hasn't paid off. Funny enough, I actually totally agree. I, I think anything between 30 and 40 million at the moment, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but, but it's a similar thing with N- in Ndombele. They've spent that 60 million off. pounds on that player, but potentially he could be worth that. And I feel like it's harsh to judge someone, especially when they're not technically they're not world class players. Like if you're same same example, if you bought a world class player like uh, I guess let's say like Harry Kane, you know pretty much you know what you're gonna get. He's gonna get. He's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna land on the floor running. So if I was Real Madrid and I bought Harry Kane, I know that that is gonna be a exactly. person that's gonna be good. Yeah. But then saying that, if we go to splashing however much money look at Chelsea Chelsea spent 75 million or however much it was on Kepa and they've just bought another goalkeeper Yeah. and Kepa's making like the other week like yeah. this week even he made such a silly mistake against Liverpool mm. like that's think about it that's 70 odd million pounds to give the ball away like they do that in League 2 yeah like I'm just thinking like yeah. how can you just justify that I mean it's difficult because there's so many football moments where you feel like that's completely out of order. And, and like, for example, when he refused to leave, I know that it's a misunderstanding, it's, but it's irrelevant. 
well, in my eyes, it's totally irrelevant. If it's a misunderstanding or not, you're being told to leave the pitch, get off the pitch. Well, with that, like, I get, you know, if your manager in any in any job tells you to do something, you know, for a group of teeth sometimes, you have to do it. However, I also think it's, it's signed, it, it showed a sign of passion because maybe he knew he was having a good game and he was like, I want to I wanna fight this out. I want to show you I'm your number one goalkeeper. Admittedly, you know, in the public eye, it's going to be like, well, Kepa doesn't doesn't listen to anyone. Yeah. He does what he wants. But I think there is that element of it shows that he does want to get better and he does want to show what he can do because he's got the number one jersey. Obviously, he's, he's been built for for however much, and you, you need to you need to prove that. Like any goal, like money for players now, I personally think is ridiculous. Like yeah. no footballer should be like even even like we're going to go to the extent of like European players Mbappe Neymar. 100, 200 million. I think it is absolutely outrageous. Yeah. It shouldn't be that much money. But if you're getting that much, you're getting bought for that much money, you need to, you need to justify it. It can't be like, like, I'm the most expensive player. Great. Mm. But you're not very good. Like, yeah. I know. I, I think it's, it's always very circumstantial. Like, you look at the likes of Pogba, they spend 100 million pounds on him. And the rumour is, I don't know how true it is, but the rumour is in, in shirt sales, they made up for it in a week or two yeah, weeks or something like that. Ridiculous. Which, yeah, fair enough, I can see there being a lot of shirts bought, but £100 million pounds worth, and is that all going towards With Manchester United? Manchester United, admittedly, they own the most money out of any other football team in the world. So, fair enough. Mm. But then you but then you can't... That doesn't, that doesn't take away from the fact you cost the club. And you, you put it this way, like when I think I was actually with you when Pogba re-signed and did the whole Pogback thing, yeah. and you don't like this is such a stupid comment. You don't win a trophy for the most amount of shirt sales, and yeah. it's effectively like, well, we've got poor Pogba, we made all this money, but you came out seventh in the league when yeah. you came back. Like, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of this season, I can't see them. Um, I, I can't see them doing well. I just feel like they've got no, no. I don't. I personally. Don't back manager. I don't. I don't the back. Is awful. I don't back any of their centre halves. Um, you know, I I think they've got a very youthful and very good uh, forward team. But I just feel like when you look when you think about Man United, that they used to be. It's so it's so sort of like. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that about so many teams. Though. Like yeah. I I actually, I honestly think that like I know football has changed the 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 style obviously the money everything has changed but. I think the quality of teams that we had, like when we were younger, at Arsenal, for example, with Omri, with Bergkamp, Pires Lundberg, Man United, Beckham, Keane, Van Nistelrooy, even Ronaldo getting in there. The teams are all, like, in every single position, from goalkeeper to attack, there was a world-recognised mm. player. Yeah. And I think now, a lot of teams in the Premier, especially, are very top-heavy. They're just focused on their attack, and the defence and potentially goalkeeper get left behind. Which is why, like, for example, in this week in the Prem, there was games that were 4-3 and, you know, 5-2. Like, there's just, there's so many goals because, yes, there's not been a great amount of um, pre-season because of everything that's going on in the world right now. But I think that it's because they, defend, they don't care about the defence. They just, they just think about the goals. I was thinking about, as well, our goalkeeper, Amy Martinez, going for 20 I'm million. Gut- I'm gutted. I mean, potentially that could be a great bargain. I mean, I know I know that he hasn't had a lot of Premier League appearances, but he had such a good form for us uh, in the Mate. last few games, winning winning the uh, Community Shield in the FA Cup. 
Um, you and saw beating Liverpool, beating Man City. Yeah, exactly. Like crying I mean, on the pitch. The, pro- the problem I have with that, <laughs> with that transfer is that when you let players go that are proper... like I would class, classify him as a gooner. Like, he is a proper yeah. club man. He spent, like, we spent his whole... Yes, he went out on loan. Yeah. But his whole professional career was contracted to Arsenal yeah. up until now. And... It's, I, I think it's just so good to have them sort of people around the club, you know. Like I for example, think, you got that Harry Winks, and then and they and they and they showed that in the documentary that he's a complete. Uh, he's a Spurs fan. I mean, I I I know that he got offered to other London clubs before, oh, really? but yeah, I I know. Yes, I'm not going to say. How it. do you know that? Are you like? I, I know. I, I just have sources. I know. I oh, know that that he was offered other clubs that are bigger than Spurs, right? And he went to Spurs, and you have to admire him for that. And in a way, it's sort of like Gerard. Gerard was talking um, quite a few years ago about mm. Mourinho asking him to constantly come to Chelsea yeah. or Real Madrid. And he was like, his That's answer true. was, "If I score a goal for Liverpool, it's it's, it's worth more than any I'm, any honestly, for any other thing." I feel like, and this may be going a bit out there. Every time he scored for Liverpool, because he was Mr. Liverpool, effectively, it's like winning the league. Like he like he's won the lottery every yeah. single time because he loves that club. Like Steven Gerrard, I think when he before he went to Rangers, he was like went from working like playing in America straight to working in their youth academies and things like that because yeah. he's Steven Gerrard. He can do what he wants. Yeah. And I actually think you know it's it's easy to say, but I honestly feel like if there was a player that loved the club at every club. Mm. It would make it so much more fun. I couldn't tell you a single player, maybe a Bamiang, I don't know, that loves the club. Like, he, he's not like a, a Harry Winks or I'd say even like a Marcus Rashford who plays for their yeah. the team they support. And when they, when they score a goal, they love it. Like, and it really annoys me when commentators say, oh, and here's so-and-so who supported the team that he's playing against. Would he love to score against them? Like, really annoys me. Like, why do yeah. I need to know that information? Yeah, I know. I know. The, com- the commentators are sometimes very, very biased. And uh, that does affect, for me, it affects watching it. Because it's, it's, it's such a load of nonsense when you can see they're clearly one- so one-sided. Exactly. And, and then, it's like that's all you focus on in the game. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh, it's so annoying. The second you catch them out, though, really supporting the other team, it's like, like, for example... And I'm not saying we played really well, but I was watching our game, uh, the Carabao Cup, yeah. against Leicester, right? We had three shots on target, they had one. After we scored the goal, the commentator said, I just don't, I, Arsenal are so lucky to have scored that goal. Statistically speaking, that's so not true. And, and the thing is, when you get, when you, it, that was one of many examples, do you know what I mean? Like, he kept going on and on and on. Um, but I do, honestly, I mean, I'm so happy the Premier League's back. Um, oh yeah, and it's so funny to see, even without all of the thousands of people in that crowd, it's still the same. Spurs, for example, had quite a bad performance against Everton. Mm-hmm. Next week, Southampton, unbelievable, un- unreal, unbelievable. And, the, and the difference is ridiculous. Like it's, it's chalk and cheese, it's black and white. But then going back to that, um, right? We got to pause this. Chinese, Chinese. Chinese. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, so sorry about that. Terrible, but um. But yeah, as we were saying about Tottenham, oh yeah, they were unbelievable in what first half a bit, bit questionable. It makes me wonder, going back to the documentary, what Mourinho said in that dressing room because Son scored just before half time, and then he had an absolute madness. And Harry Kane basically became a quarterback. Like I don't know what's going on. Like I've never I've never seen part like a combination like it. Yeah, I think it was. Um, 
I think it was Son's fourth goal and the cross that came oh, from Kane was it just was, ridiculous. It was magical. Like, um, so, yeah, uh, it, you know, I, I, I feel like um, it, it's really good to see that the magic of the Premier League is still there, even though, because I, I honestly thought it can't be the same without, uh, with, with empty stadiums, it can't be the same for the players, but it seems that we've still got that magic there. So. I think we, that you have to give credit to the Premier League and, you know, all the um, broadcasters that, you know, it's actually happened because yeah. football is such a massive part of a lot of people's lives, like local communities and it, like people have supported their teams for such a long time. And it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing that it's back and, you know, everyone is a, a, a sofa supporter pretty much at the minute, <laughs> but like you can still get, yeah. you can still get the passion. You, you know, I, I love it, mate. I absolutely love the game. Yeah. So we're going to go. So you think Man City are going to win the league, is that right? My initial prediction at the beginning of the season, well, when we did our prediction, sorry, was Man City. Um, Liverpool looked very good, I can't lie to you. And my City prediction was contingent on the fact that Liverpool get injuries. Because they didn't have any injuries last season, mm. so they're, so they're big, big players. And City looked good, like Kevin... Kevin, like, like, just like, a beast. I, I feel like they've got. I mean, Nathan Ake is not. I'm he's, sorry, he's not. He's not Premier he's not, League winning. He's not player. But I think wise. I think he's a good signing. If they get, um, Koulibaly, if I don't know if it's going to happen. I feel like honestly that that's what they need. That they do need a proper world class centre half, and they're probably good to compete in anything. But but if you think of, like you say you you don't rate Nathan Ake that much, I think it's a third choice he'll be the best third choice in the league. That's just my opinion. Mm. Like, I think if you've got <laughs> Laporte and Koulibaly, no, they're, they're Nathan Ake is great to come as a replacement. Yeah. I guess if that's what they're going to do. Um, I feel like with Liverpool signings they've made, I think they're going to, they're going, that's going to really help them. I mean, they've got that Thiago for 20 million. Oh, that's, that is unbelievable. That's, again, another bargain. Potentially bargain. I mean, it makes, it makes you think, like, he's just won the Champions League. How is he only 20 odd million? And then yeah. you've got like, I think what they're doing on their wings as well, like you said in our predictions, that their wingers are scary if Sun or Mane aren't on the pitch. Honestly, getting Diogo Jota and potentially Usman Dembele or Usman Assar, like that actually terrifies me. We've, we've, <laughs> we've got Liverpool twice. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, but yeah, we got. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not a not I mean, great with the way with the way we've been playing. Um, I'm not too confident, I'll be honest. I'm going to support my team, but I'm not too confident. Listen, when, when you're up against a team like Liverpool, like it was even, like as we were talking about teams previously, when Chelsea were winning the league, even when Leicester won the league, like mm. when a team is on a run of form and every single player is like 110%, they can be unbeatable. So Surely David Moyes is going to get the sack. Surely. <sighs> is, then, when, right. when does this joke become not funny? Right. David Moyes, right, you're... This is, again, my personal opinion. I think David Moyes is a good manager. Hear me out, though. I think when he went to Man United, it was too soon for him. And similar to the Arsenal situation and probably at Chelsea as well, Like when they got rid of a successful manager, the team isn't going to perform the same. I think David Moyes, yes, okay, he got relegated with Sunderland. He went, to, he went to Spain and didn't have a great time. But I think... You need to remember what he did at Everton, and he did keep West Ham up. Mm. Personally, I think West Ham is a club where I think West Ham fans would probably agree that the owners need to get in the bin. For one, it's like they're 
I don't know what they're doing. They don't, they don't do what's needed for the club. They just, they think, we're going to sell our best prospect. We'll sell, like, Dimitri Payet or something. Like, Dimitri Payet, that was so exciting to watch West Ham yeah. when they had him. Yeah, it was. And, and I, I can't tell you an exciting West Ham player. Like, and and uh, West Ham as a team mm. can be quite exciting in the past. I think we were very lucky to beat them, like, only because of our performance. Uh, I felt like we had no midfield. They were, be- they were a better team. They were and, a better team. And, yeah, but... At the same time, you know, that there's that there's a mentality there where if you're gonna hire your manager which you sacked to and then hire him back to get get you moving forward, it it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me to, to go back and try and go forward. I do agree with that. But I just I just think the whole reason you got rid of him is to but I don't know why go for someone else. I, like did they only get rid of him because Pellegrini was available? Like that's really, that's mm-hmm. what you need to think, because David Moyes they brought him in because they were they were struggling in the league. He kept them in the Premier League when they looked like they were going down. He did it again last year, and, and West Ham shouldn't be in that position. They should be mid-table with the players they've got. Realistically, they mm. could challenge for a European spot because they've got some very good players. Mm. But the mentality of the team and, and and the owners like it is a mess. Yeah. It's and also like they're sorry sorry I know you're gonna say something but they're even I saw on on, on Facebook I've got a few uh, friends who are West Ham supporters who have tweeted the board and things like that the board are blocking their supporters the board are like we want none of that we're not going to listen to you I don't care what yeah, you want to say that is crazy it's ridiculous um, I, I am excited about the Premier League and I'm getting so passionate about this because there's so many great players coming in you've got that Semedo that's just coming for that's, Wolves that's unbelievable Timo Werner I just think he's got to become a legend Premier League legend I can see him scoring so many goals for Chelsea he needs, when he gets one I, think, I don't think he'll stop Kai Havertz coming into Chelsea Chelsea have potentially Kou, potentially Koulibaly going to uh, going to Man City I don't know what, what any other transfers that might happen before it closes but I just love seeing this I love seeing the best players in Europe come into the Premier League and we can enjoy it. I feel so cheated with the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi it's not ever coming. No, sorry. Ronaldo like, not coming. But... For example, Messi. Could you imagine Messi coming to the back of the Premier I just League? think, like, we're, we're very lucky, I think. Like, if, if Messi would have been in the Prem, I think we would have been spoiled. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah. because, because, because and, and, you've got so many unbelievable players. Like, Messi yeah. would top it off, but there's there's a list of, like, if you were to list, I'm not going to do it right now, but list, like, 50 players, best in the Premier of all time, you could probably do it easily. Because some of the players that are on that list, we've mentioned some of them already. Yeah. Like, through, through the years, like, from at least in our lifetime, there's definitely 100 players that lit up the Premier. So one, one last thing I wanted to go through, right? Um, and I thought this would be not just a relevant thing as an Arsenal fan, but I thought it would be quite relevant for just football fans looking at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Where the hell? Where, where is Merzat Ozil? Where, where <sighs> is Merzat Ozil? Where has he gone? What's happened? Because uh, I have my own theory. Go on. My own theory is that he came out, and I don't know why, I, I mean... Don't get me wrong, it's an awful thing what's happening in China with these, uh, with, with, I think they've got these Muslim camps in China. I yeah. don't know too much about it, so I don't want to talk about it too much because I might come across as not knowing it yeah, properly. Yeah. But he came out talking about the injustice of what's going on. Fair enough, mm-hmm. right? Arsenal shut him yeah. down. Straight away, 
the I think it was the very next day they I thought basically I think they basically said something like they detached themselves from Mirza Ozil yeah. saying that they are his own views and really it's them just sort of trying to protect themselves just trying mm. to be from anything which is maybe controversial and to be completely like you know that's Mirza's uh, opinion and please leave us out of it and Ozil probably felt like stabbed in the back but the problem is does he have the right to get involved with stuff like that in his position I, I think You've got to remember when we when we got Özil, we were we were getting World Cup winner and an assist demon like um, unbelievable. I, and when well, he first came, it was unbelievable. In I, his prime, he was the best passer in the Premier League. In his prime, he was the best. But passer. I think he's one of them players where and you know we saw it with Alexis Sanchez. He he needs to be able to provide to absolute quality. He can't provide to. A mediocre player, mm. and yes, I know we've got a Bamiyang, we've got Lacazette out front, but he's so far down the pecking order now because of his own attitude, because of you know, he's maybe not so much with a Bamiyang now because he's the highest paid player. He he still gets paid to not play, and the fact that he refused to take a pay cut when when the players took a pay cut, like it's just it's an attitude thing, and and I think that yes, he was very good, and. Is actually not benefiting us from getting him and having him on such high wages because we can never get rid of him. I actually feel he's at the point of no return now. I feel like he's gone. I feel like he, he's in the club, yeah, fair enough, but he's gone. I, I feel like there's no there's no intent for him to get back in. Fair enough, you see photos of him training and stuff like that, but um, I, I'm just so upset that we don't know the truth. And, you know, is my theory right or is he just not fit enough? Is he not just good enough? Is that actually the reason? Well, he is, like, we, we said, like, at one time, and I, I completely agree, he was the best passer of the, of the ball in the Prem, possibly in the world. Like, you've got to put him in the conversation of that at the time. I just think that he, he did too much, and the money he's on, I think, it, maybe it's an ego thing. Yeah, maybe the, money, the, money th- the money thing, it was his agent trying it on, because we obviously just lost Sanchez, and I don't think the club could have could have allowed themselves to lose Sanchez and Ozil in such a short space of time mm. um, but obviously it's a, it's a great thing looking back and being like oh well, you should have because when I when I was going to the Emirates before the, the, the lockdown he couldn't run after 60 minutes and you yeah. think really like why, why can't why are you not fit it's not like you're mid 30s like mm-hmm. why can't you run just run like, he's always been very always and this is controversial, always been very one-dimensional. Oh, definitely. Very one-dimensional. Definitely. He could have never shot the ball properly, really, with a force or like like a Kevin De Bruyne shot. Like, he could it's... never do that. He could never tackle. He'd get pushed off the ball so easily. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking any... any. I'm just listing his cons. I'm not saying that no, he's, but with, with that, he's I got think, no pros. I don't know if you're going to remember the goal I'm, I'm going to mention. There was a goal in the Europa League where... He was on the yeah. halfway line, went past yeah. two players, went past the goalkeeper. Yeah. That happened in slow motion. Yeah, it did. Like, yeah. if it was an Aubameyang, it would have been done yeah, instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looked good, though. It looked good, and that, maybe because it was slower, it looked it was even more pleasing, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I think, this is my last point on, on Ozil, and before I say this, I'm not comparing the two players in the slightest, but I think Ozil is going to be remembered, like, he's not going to be remembered, sorry, for his time before Arsenal. I think it's just going to be Ozil came to Arsenal in a good season and went missing. 
I also think like that's tarnished his legacy, whatever legacy he had, similar to players like Zidane. Zidane, one of the best players of all time. What's your first thought when you think of Zidane? Headbutt. Exactly. That's, do you know what I mean? Like, he's tarnished his, his legacy. Lazy. Headbutt. It's the same sort of thing. And, yes, okay, Zidane is a different different ball game, but I think it's a similar sort of thing. You're going to remember him for that, for that one thing. He'll always be that lazy Arsenal player. Mm. Simple as. Yeah. It's a shame. Well, um, on that note, um, that's been a good conversation, I feel like. Um, guys, uh, if you're into football, let us know what to talk about. Like, what, what, What's your thoughts? Any, anything anything you want us to talk about? Something in your team, maybe? Um, you know, um, unfortunately, we will drift uh, into Arsenal now and again. Um, but, you know, we're, we're very passionate about this. Um, well, I was going to say, it would be very interesting to see... If you know you agree with me, or you agree with Jack, or you know have a completely different opinion, because ultimately everyone has an opinion on football. You know, I can't say I'm right. I can't say Jack's yeah. right because ultimately well, let, it's an opinion. Let us know if you agree or disagree. Also, what happens, Sam, if they share this podcast? If you share this podcast, you are an absolute legend. Oh, leg end, leg end. Yes, we really appreciate that. If you do that, that 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 is going to help us. Basically, that is what is going to make us grow so you can be a part of that by literally just going to your mate you know what these two fellas they just chat all about they just it chat all about it and uh and you got you got to put your ear into this combo um so yeah uh let us know if you enjoyed football corner this is our first episode and we want to carry on we're going to um, try and make it a weekly thing oh talk about talk about the topical things of that week the results anything controversial that happens i feel it'd be really good and leave a comment as well because if you leave a comment as jack said um you know, we'll try, we'll read all of them, yeah, of every course. single comment, yeah. and uh, we'll give you a shout out as well. Excellent. All right, I'm gonna end it. All right. Be lucky, and we'll see you when you're older. <laughs>